0: Hi everyone, this is the Stay Hungry podcast where we talk about whatever we want and you take whatever you need. So this week we're going to be talking about procrastination and our experiences of procrastination and honestly whatever tangents we come up with during this episode.
1: Um, Honestly, I deal with procrastination maybe every day and I feel like lately I've been finding out ways that help me get past it. But yeah, I feel like it's something that a lot of people go through. So definitely everyone can relate to this and I'm excited to share like what I do to get past it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I know, I feel like it's just such a normal thing in society to like just not want to do something and then prolong it to like the last 30 minutes. And so I feel like for me, the thing I'm excited to talk about is just talking about how I thought I was being productive, but reality was was that I'm actually procrastinating and it's something I actually realized a couple days ago.
1: So for me, how I deal with procrastination is if I know there is something that feeds into my procrastination, I will take I will literally just not do it. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't get any more complex in that for the way that I tackle procrastination mm-hmm. so for example one thing that really fed my procrastination was Instagram and TikTok and um, specifically with Instagram I would just be scrolling on my feed and not even really knowing why I'm scrolling on my feed or what I'm looking to get out of it it was just kind of something that I was doing mindlessly And every time that I realized that I was doing that over and over, what I would do is I would literally just delete the app and just not use it. And so I know like a lot of people log out of their Instagram. For me, I found that deleting the app made it harder to use Instagram because I would have to go to the app store click on download you know and then wait for it to download and then log in again and so that made it easier for me to not use it rather than just like taking three seconds to just log back in i have to go through that whole process and going through that whole process makes me realize "Hmm, like it's not worth it so that's what that's how i tackle procrastination
0: yeah i feel like I'm the same way where I really now that I'm actively using Instagram again for like work reasons it's not really the same thing but back when I quarantining and lock and during lockdown I literally would just like delete the app too and I knew it's like such a small thing that people don't really think about because it's like oh like you're just deleting you're just going to re download anyways but I feel like the mental energy of going on the app store clicking download like there's a lot of small decisions that you have to make during the process and i guess my thing that helped me with procrastination is being really mindful of like oh do i really want to download instagram like what am i even using instagram for and being like aware of my actions as i'm doing it you know so that's why like i'm a huge advocate for deleting instagram or like deleting tiktok if you need time to focus and especially for like bigger projects that you really want to achieve by like a certain deadline Like yeah, you have like down deleting it is okay, and I guess like a lot of people also get scared of like missing out because FOMO is real, and especially with quarantine and like not seeing as many people, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, but what if I miss out on something or like there's like huge news and I like I'm I'm not there for them like you know at a distance, and I think at the end of the day, it's like is that is that something you really need like once i delete the app i like realize my priorities and it's like oh my priority right now is my work i don't actively like use instagram to like follow up with anybody and if you do you totally can but from my experience especially like in 2020 it's like i feel like the simple act of deleting the apps that you are you know is taking up time um out of your day it's just like i don't know makes you reevaluate things (laughs) Yeah, how I see it is, um see, deleting the
1: app, that's the easiest step in avoiding procrastination. I feel like the true hard step that is, um I guess, difficult is realizing when you're procrastinating. And one way that I avoid that is I start to do the things that I do in my day with intention. So when I am doing something, I like to think, you know, what is this that I'm doing and why am I doing it? What is this specific action that I'm doing right now gonna what what benefits is it going to bring me and why am I doing it and what am I looking to get out of it? And if it will take me to you know, the next step. So that, I feel like, is the hardest part of getting past past procrastination is just being aware of whatever you're doing that is contributing to procrastination and um, being more intentional with that. And then the second step would just be actually taking action, so like deleting that because it took me a while to realize that i was procrastinating while on instagram um it took me a while to realize how mindlessly i was using the app and um yeah that's why i feel like it's the hardest part just because like getting to that realization and awareness um can take a while
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the thing too is like Especially when you're in a routine of like with lockdown and just going to sleep, waking up and then you're just kind of like going with the flow. You don't really know what's really happening. And it's also just normal to go on Instagram when you're bored. And so I definitely agree on the intentions, especially like understanding your priorities, understanding your goals. And like, I know it. this like, these are kind of these are topics that freak people out because it's like, oh, what do I want to do? But I feel like people need to have that little scary moment in life and to like understand their priorities and goals and realize like, oh, you know, like maybe I shouldn't go on social media like, at, like three hours a day and instead actually like learn the piano like I've always wanted to do. And kind of substituting one thing for the other, it, it just makes a huge difference in your life. And especially with like it being such a small habit. And over time, actually creating something new and something like that is a huge part of you. If you feel like you're facing the situation where you're stuck and you're feeling like you're in a slump and you're not really sure why, you're kind of like it's kind of like that cloudy vision. Kind of think to yourself, like, what are your priorities? What do I want? Where do I want to be in life? And like, especially if it's like homework and you are pushing back on homework and you really just don't want to do homework, it's like, why don't you want to do it? And if it's like, oh, I just don't enjoy the subject, like, why don't you enjoy the subject? And kind of going really deep and like, you know, ultimately you're going to find the source of why you're pushing off on this. And it could even be like, I don't like school. I don't want to be in school or I don't know. It could just like you, you need to keep digging to find out what it could be. And then once you find that source, it really like pushes you forward to find the next thing. And it can be a painful process. But it reduces the amount of procrastination you do every day. It's kind of like the same thing as like investments. You put so much money into something now or so much work into something now. And it just kind of does its own thing later on every day when you don't have to do anything later on. It's just really a matter of doing all the work now and figuring out like, why am I procrastinating? Why am I doing this? And like, what do I want to do?
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I totally relate to procrastinating because I was avoiding something and procrastinating that was my way of avoiding the feeling of it too so for me in high school what I dealt with was always procrastinating because I didn't want to do my homework like I would always have even in college too like high school and college just school in general I would always procrastinate even though I knew I had so much homework to do and it made me go completely the opposite way. So rather than doing it, I just, my, I guess you can say my defense mechanism was to like completely shut it off and like run away from that feeling of stress and that feeling of being overwhelmed. So i agree with what you're saying like i think what helps too is just really analyzing like okay yeah i have this many things to do but why am i avoiding it is it because i you know simply don't want to do it but then it also gets more complex than that like why don't i want to do it And it could be, you know, relating to school, it could be, oh, I don't want to do it because this subject's hard. So it's like, what baby steps can I take to get better at this subject? Like, should I get a tutor? Should I ask a friend for help? Should I ask my teacher for help? And so I think procrastination really is just another form of avoiding your feelings. Because really, like, when you procrastinate, it's because you don't want to do something else. You're procrastinating because there's something else that you have to do, but you don't want to do it. And I think sitting with your feelings and really analyzing it and trying to figure out ways to um, handle your feelings and just working through them, because the thing is, like, you can hate a subject, you know, you can hate doing homework, but that's okay, you know, homework isn't supposed to be 100% enjoyable, so just learning to work with that feeling, and not letting it be your, not letting it be an obstacle, but rather just working with it. And working past it rather than avoiding it and letting it control your productivity.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I also was going to mention too, like it's not sometimes procrastination can just be like I don't want to do it, but it's also like the lack of discipline and grit. Um, I know there are like for myself, my job currently is just a ton of spreadsheets, like so many back to back. I've probably looked at spreadsheets for the past three months, eight hours a day. And honestly, it's it's led me to realize, like, one, I like to talk to people and I like to d- do different things every day. And just in this chapter of my little job project I have going on right now, I'm just staring at a ton of spreadsheets. And I noticed during this whole process that I would just get up randomly and just, like, start cleaning just because I I'm like, "Oh, I need to do the dishes or I need to wipe down the counters. I realized I didn't do that this morning." And next thing you know, like I fall into this little rabbit hole of just like doing chores instead of working. And knowing me, if I have to do chores, I wouldn't do it. Like it's the fact that I'm avoiding looking at a spreadsheet all day long, but um I had to learn these past couple of months that like even though I don't enjoy this specific task, I do enjoy what I'm doing, which is like doing market research, talking to people, random people to understand their problems, their day-to-day lives, their habits, and like kind of analyzing all of that and creating a product outside of that. And for those who don't know, I work in business development for a startup in San Francisco. So um, I do a lot of research at the moment and then over time it leads to development and more marketing click funnels all of that fun stuff but right now we're in the space of research and just sitting down and looking at a computer eight hours a day hopping on a call for like five minutes and then writing more and so Especially in school, like we do the same thing where we're staring at a computer, not really doing something we enjoy, but like having to remind ourselves like this is leading to a bigger goal. This is going to take me to the next stepping stone in life, which could be more career experience or it could lead me to a bigger opportunity. And I-, I constantly have to just remind myself like I have to keep my eyes on the prize um, and have that type of tunnel vision because if I just look at what I'm doing right now, I'm literally just looking at numbers and I'm literally just looking at spreadsheets and that's not enjoyable but I have to keep reminding myself where I'm going.
1: Dang yeah um so how do you like how do you deal with procrastination at work like
0: at the job that you have right now? Like I said earlier I end up doing chores instead of my actual work sometimes which is really funny because I don't like doing chores but I just purely don't want to look at a spreadsheet all the time. So, what I do is I just, um, accountability is a big thing for me. Like, because I value face-to-face contact, I really try to meet with people um, even if it's like a daily check-in, talking to my team and being like, okay, like, what are we going to do for today? And me verbally saying out loud, like, I am going to fill out this spreadsheet. I am going to work on this today. I am going to contact these people. I have people who already know, like, okay, this is what she's going to do today. We're going to connect tomorrow and see what she gets done. And also meeting with my boss, despite, like, how much I, I don't really want to connect with my boss, like, I have this, like, imposter syndrome feeling, like, I oh my god like i'm not gonna make enough progress i'm gonna meet my boss and like he's gonna be unsatisfied it's not true but i have this thought that makes me not want to meet with him i do it anyways because i know it pushes me to have like someone else see my work and be like okay cool and then this is what we're gonna do next right and then me confirming like yeah this is what i will complete next time we meet um the accountability is what keeps me going if it was just like myself and this is also why i've always struggled um Doing online classes or starting a business or freelancing by myself because I never really had that human accountability. I had a planner, I had things written down, like I was going to do it. But having that person there, just being like, "Okay, cool, I am confirming that you're going to complete this today." Yeah, it's what get me, it's what gets me going. So I mean, even if it's not in a work environment, if someone's at school, you can have a classmate hold you accountable. Like, "Oh, let's meet tomorrow and see what we see what we can work on on the assignment," or like if it's a group project, you know, like that's the type of environment I know I work well in. So I really utilize that and take advantage of like the people around me and like if it's a my project involves another person, um like especially their information, I try to meet with them regularly and make sure that I have that accountability there.
1: Yeah. I see I kind of had that same strategy, I guess you can say, in school. But since it wasn't really with a team, I, I actually did what you just mentioned too, like how you mentioned um, studying with a friend. So when I would study with friends, we would hold each other accountable. And another way that we tackled procrastination is we would set rewards in between each study session. So for example, like, oh, let's um cover these chapters and once we finish those chapters, let's go hang out or go get food. And so looking forward to something after or before you fin before you start something, just having something to look forward once you do finish it does help. So a piece of advice that I would say is if there's no one there to hold you accountable and you're just by yourself, I think a good way to tackle procrastination is breaking down whatever the task it is that you're procrastinating and having it broken up into smaller parts so that it is more achievable rather than just like looking at a big task and having many rewards in between each section of doing that task so for example like you're studying alone and you study 30 minutes straight and for every 30 minute increment you have a you know five minute phone break so just being strategic i feel like helped me a lot when it came to procrastinating in school even when there was no one there to hold me accountable
0: yeah and it's actually funny you mentioned that too because um I remember seeing this old post. I don't know if it was on Instagram, but it was somewhere. And it was like a study hack where you would put gummy bears at like specific parts of your textbook. So then you have to like, and you kind of like force yourself to read until you get to the point and you're like, oh sweet, I get a gummy bear. And you kind of <laughs> just keep doing that. And next thing you know, like you finish your chapter. Um, I don't know if anyone's actually done it, but like it's kind of, it's basically the same concept. So yeah. And then like, The method that I was talking about it's basically just like reading with someone and like this is actually something I used to do in high school where we would be reading a Charles Dickens book and I like I don't know about you guys but I hate the way Charles Dickens writes especially it's just the way how it's just the way that he writes he writes about something for so long like it could be about chicken tenders and he's writing about chicken tenders for three pages long like I can't help but fall asleep because my attention span I just can't get with it um so what I would do is I would read with my friend and I would just like I would read a paragraph and then she would read the paragraph and that makes me focus on the paragraph she's reading and I have to like wait for my part so I guess it's kind of like popcorn reading like in elementary middle school um but just like with one person instead of like a whole classroom um but yeah it just made me focus more so i don't know i i feel like just focusing is just a whole nother thing
1: (laughs) yeah that's funny i i honestly don't even remember who charles dickinson was but the name sounds familiar (laughs) charles dickens Dickens. (laughs) he's like
0: he's the guy who wrote um like you know oliver twist no (laughs) oh my god what is this california education system (laughs) i'm like
1: who's oliver twist once you said the name oliver honestly the first character that came up to my mind was oliver from hannah
0: montana (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, okay, okay, uh, I, I have yeah. to clarify on this, like, Char- I don't know who Oliver Twist Charles is, <laughs> like, Charles Dickens is, like, Oliver Twist, Tale of Two Cities, um, I'm trying to think of other shit, but I swear, like, my freshman, sophomore year was, like, all Charles Dickens books and, like, reading classic books. It's a classic, man, like, I don't know what year, he- what decade he was alive in, but, like, <laughs> it's an, it's a classic book, and it's an old book, but, um... Shoot, I, I swear there's other people out here who knows who Charles Dickens is. People in Seattle, they know.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, my school read um, Romeo and Juliet. I don't know about no see, okay. Charles Dickens, Dickinsons, whatever.
0: <laughs> no, see, we we, we read uh, Romeo and Juliet and, like, Hamlet or... I forgot, but oh, there's, there's a bunch of plays like that that was interesting, but, dude... I don't know. Charles Dickens is something else. I, I don't, I, I liked Oliver Twist, but it's just getting to the point, like, starting the book and getting, like, through the beginning, because that's when he talks about how, like, poor Oliver Twist was, and, like, may I have some more, sir, and all of that shit. Like, you, have you not, You do Do you know that famous line? Um, what famous line? Like, may I have some more, please? No, I've never heard that in my life. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've never heard that in my life. I don't know if it's a California thing. I don't know if it's my high school that I went to type of thing. But I, I've i never heard that in my entire life until you said it right now.
0: I'm just saying, dude. Okay, Seattle's also known to, like, read the most books out of the rest of the country. Like, we read a lot for some reason. Or at least we're, like...
1: Is it because there's nothing to
0: do outside because it's <laughs> raining? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but like I I would say so honestly. Like I feel like the rain makes you feel like you want to grab hot chocolate or coffee and drink or and uh and read a book. That's like the type of mood when it's raining. But I don't know, also people there are like a very analytical, philosophical, so maybe that could be it too. But Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe that's why I am yeah. the way I am, but Charles Dickens, I'm just saying, do that popcorn reading, that gummy bear reading, that stuff helps. But, um, oh man, <laughs> what other, what other situations has procrastinated affected you though? Cause I feel like for me, fitness, I, there are so many times where I've procrastinated on working out. <laughs> like, is that weird? I like working out, but there are so many times where like, I'm not feeling it and I just want to like, I'd, I'd rather, I don't know, like. I'm like, oh crap, I don't want to do leg. Like you avoid it? Kind of, yeah. Like I I don't want to do leg day today. So instead of doing a morning workout, I would actually work and like do all of my chores and all of my errands in the morning and afternoon to the point where I have to work out because there's only an hour left at the gym and I have to go to the gym and work out on my legs.
1: (laughs) Oh, see for me, I'm the opposite. I actually work out right when I wake up. And that way I don't even have, like literally I get up out of bed and I like wash my face and put on my clothes and I'm half awake while doing that. So I don't even have time to think about whether or not I want to do this workout. (laughs) So just because if I were to put it off till the end of the day, I would be like, oh, I'm so tired. I did this and this and this and I'm just going to go tomorrow. And so it's easier for me to put off a
0: workout that is scheduled for the end of the day rather than in the beginning yeah see because i feel like i'm like that with social stuff like if it's meeting up with someone over a cup of coffee and like just i don't know what it is but like i always if it's later in the day i'm like oh man like traffic or i like make excuses to not meet up with them we're like oh man it's like too cold right now and like they only do outdoor dining or i don't i mean of course this is pre-covid times but like whenever I would network in person it's like I always decided to do in the morning so I like forced myself to wake up I forced myself to get ready and like I'm half awake and I have to like I have to mentally prepare um versus at the end of the day it's like more of a I have excuses to just avoid it I don't know I always tried to make excuses at least but yeah with working out I don't know what it is but I just like working my upper half of my body so I love like pumping myself up and doing like upper body in the morning but then when it came to my leg days I would always push it off and I feel like I agree like if I were to do an early early morning workout I would just be there half awake but a part of me always has to be like mentally ready for that if that makes sense (laughs) so like I'm always like oh I should do an early morning workout but then by the time I'm at the gym and I'm like I feel all tingly for my pre-workout but then I'm not like sure what to do because I'm not mentally prepared So I feel like I don't do as good of a job and then I get disappointed in myself and I'm like, crap, I should just, I should just work out later today or I should just like do the same workout again tomorrow and be more mentally prepared. So I don't know. It's like a, it's a weird complex. Yeah.
1: I guess the main takeaway from that is like everyone has their own way of getting past procrastination because like. For me, like I said, like, for me to avoid putting off a workout, it would have to be in the morning, but, like, for you, it would have to be at nighttime, so it's, like, there really is no cookie-cutter way of finding out what your strategy is for getting past procrastination. It's kind of... So, I guess you can say, like, it really just depends on what helps you and what works for you, you know? Like, some strategies may help others, but not everyone works the same way and not everyone has the same strategies that someone else would use so I guess really getting past procrastination kind of is
0: just figuring out what works for you and what doesn't and adding on to that I also want to mention how yes like you have to make it personalized with you but it's also like no one you can ask around and like have that accountability and like have people around you um but the most important thing is understanding who you are and like understanding your habits and how those habits affect your goals. And I'm I'm probably going to mention this like a million times in our podcast, but it's really just understanding, like being aware of you, your habits, your intentions, and what you want with your life. And it's, I feel like these are questions that people will panic about and freak out about, but it's like that pain will be so worth it in the f- in the end you know like these are all just growing pains and I always have to remind myself that too whenever I'm like questioning things I'm doing and questioning like like oh my god I hate staring at spreadsheets for three mo- three months straight do I even want to do this do I even want to like keep going it's like you know reminding yourself like oh this is just growing pains. I trust myself that I-, I made the right decision and I have to keep going like my goals for my job was just to like grow an experience grow within the company and understand like what it's like working at a higher level position for a for company leading a team and like i am at that position and i am learning those things and even though i don't like spreadsheets and i don't like talking about numbers and formulas all the time it's like that's part of the job and that's what i wanted to do and so being aware of that setting the intentions was like what keeps me going because if i just signed up for this for like the pay i can easily leave so just understanding that how you operate, what you want, and connecting on how you operate to what you want in life, like those things work together. And so making sure that you're aware and you have your intentions set to that, I feel like it's just the source. And everything when it comes to like accountability and like your friends, your inner circle, like having a planner, writing everything down, keeping yourself organized, like all of those little factors are supplementing the source of your intentions and your goals and what you want. So basically, you can use your procrastination to
1: your advantage and you can be very strategic with your procrastination. So for example, if you have two classes, there's subject one, subject two, you find yourself procrastinating more when it comes to subject one. But when it comes to subject two, for some reason, the homework is a lot easier to push past than subject one. So then then you can really figure out, you know, what is your strength and what is your weakness and then use that to create a roadmap, I guess you can say, towards figuring out like what you're going to do in life because honestly at this age, it's a lot of people don't know what they want to do or they've came to a point where they thought they wanted to do something but then they end up doing something else. They ended up switching their career choice or their major and so you can, be very intentional when you do procrastinate and use it to your advantage and learn more about yourself because we're never like the same person you know as life goes on we always learn new things about ourselves what we like and what we don't like what we're better at and what we're worse at and so when we're procrastinating and something obviously it's a little bit harder than all the other things that we don't procrastinate in so it comes to the point where if I want to get better at this and the only reason why I'm procrastinating is because I suck at it. What steps can I take? Or, I hate this and that's why I'm procrastinating. So, what can I do to figure out what I like doing better? And then that can, like, basically lead you in your journey of, I don't know, life. (laughs) Like, just using procrastination to your advantage, basically. And, Really figuring out more and learning more about yourself, why you're procrastinating and what it is you like and don't like, what it is you're good at and
0: you're not good at. In the moment, you're probably thinking like, I have to do math homework, though I hate math, but I have to do it because it's due on Monday. But you love doing English homework and you also have that due on Monday. I mean, from my experience, what I do is I do the English homework right away and it's like you get inspired or you get creative and you can not to put not to be punny, but <laughs> not to be punny, but you want to be hungry <laughs> for that like you you want to do your homework though, you know? Like especially when you're all like creative and you're like, "Oh my god, maybe I can write my essay about this." And like da da da, like you get your like mind flowing at that point. And like we got I mean, I feel like we reference this a lot, but like getting in the zone. Like I know I would get into the zone if I write a paper about something I'm passionate about. And then once I finish that, I'm still in that mode and I'm still like, you know. I saw my energy so I I still use that same energy in the math homework I don't like but kind of being creative about it so you're still in the zone and you're like crap I don't want to do math homework but instead of saying that it's like okay I got to do this I'm super energized right now I I can honestly keep up the pace so how am I going to achieve this and like instead of being like oh I don't want to do this it's like how am I going to do this so in the day-to-day sense it's like i think that would be my best advice Like, do what you like first get into that zone and don't focus on anything else like focus on the thing you like and then once you're done with that you feel good that you're that you'd finished it and then now you're like okay now to the next thing let's figure out this math thing and now like you're in that mindset to complete it i hope that helps i don't know if that applies to everyone maybe i'm just crazy (laughs) (laughs) honestly like honestly honestly
1: i procrastinated all of high school, and all of college. And that led me to starting my own business. So I procrastinated in school because I, not only did I not like being told what to do, but I loved working off of my ideas and my responsibilities that I set for myself. And having a set list of things that are required from me, from someone else, from a school, from a teacher, from grading requirements, like that really drained me and that really made me procrastinate. And from that, I started to realize like, I don't like school. School isn't for me and that's okay. And working for someone else isn't for me as well and that's okay. And so I use that to learn more about myself and pivot and start my own business and work for myself basically
0: yeah I mean for me and my experience I definitely feel like it wasn't as straightforward I was just 16 and broke and I just knew I really liked photography and videography because I learned that from um, some robotics clubs that I did that was basically the source and I knew like I I didn't hate school It was more of like, oh, school's fine. I started learning more about photography, videography, getting really into it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can like freelance. I can have my own services and host photo shoots. And I mean, of course, it wasn't like something really big, but I knew that I felt this like passion for media so I would do anything to learn it and to like also help people so I can learn and provide these services at the same time and unknowingly I was building my portfolio and building these soft skills that you don't really learn in school and so while I was doing this during school that's when I started developing the like oh man like I don't really like English I started realizing and so I started procrastinating by doing (laughs) More photography, um, and put booking more photo shoots for myself, or creating new projects for photography instead of English. So that's kind of like what I mentioned earlier in the beginning of the podcast, where I thought I was being productive, but actually I was procrastinating. It's like I was so passionate, and like I was drowning with ideas when it came to media projects and building my portfolio, creating freelancing. Even when like I started my social media marketing agency, I was doing that while I was in high school, and. I thought, like, oh my gosh, I'm growing in all of this, but then I forgot that I was actually procrastinating on schoolwork. During that time, like, I managed to figure it out, like, I I forgot what I did. I think I did, like, a, I think I did, like, a, like, a 11, 12-page essay in, like, two hours, like, <laughs> crazy crap, because I just couldn't, I was just procrastinate so much, because I'd rather, like, edit a video than do, than, like, write a paper, but... It ultimately led me to freelancing and like starting a business and working with business owners and although I wasn't like doing the best in school and I kept procrastinating on assignments, it just made me realize like the style of education that I really wanted which was more in the moment, um, in the field type of education where I'm working while learning and I kind of learned through mistakes and I feel like every entrepreneur says that but like, um being in a classroom environment and having like social pressure on top of like tests and like exams and having numbers define who you are those were things that like i just did not roll with and i felt like i knew from an early start that like It wasn't for me. It just wasn't one of those things where I felt like it benefited me in the future. Yeah, like, I didn't know at first at all. I just knew I liked photography. And then next thing you know, I ended up, like, having this whole thing and, like, having my own agency and then ultimately leading me to San Francisco. And now I'm here. And now – and then I met Christine and now we're here. Like, (laughs) it's one of those things where, like, I didn't, like – I was not observant. And I feel like when I was younger – if I could talk to me when I was younger – I would just tell myself to be more observant. I was pretty observant considering the times, but like I would tell myself to be even more observant and to like really utilize the people I was meeting because I would try and network with people, but I would procrastinate on the follow-up and then never follow up again. And yeah, I just wish like I told myself to be more intentional and like observe and be aware of like what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, so I guess the main thing is just knowing that procrastinating is okay. But the thing that matters is what you do to avoid procrastinating and what you do after you realize you're procrastinating. Will you keep doing what you're doing or will you stop procrastinating and take action? Because realistically, like everyone deals with procrastination. But what I feel like a lot of people go through is They know they're procrastinating, but they'll still procrastinate. And just being mindful and intentional with what you do and always knowing why you're doing something, what you're getting out of it, and does it benefit you? Does it benefit you right now and will it benefit your future? But also just being aware that procrastination is normal. Everyone goes through it. It just matters what you do about it and what you do after
0: yeah like don't be so hard on yourself when you're procrastinating just making sure that you're aware and you're observing your actions and being intentional with your actions moving forward and i feel like that's a whole nother thing it's like just don't be so hard on yourself when you procrastinate just yeah like make sure moving forward you don't do that again and like actively changing um and actively evolving into something that's who you want to be and where you want to be yeah that basically ends this episode and if you like what you're seeing or i guess like what you're hearing um Feel free to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We post exclusive content on each platform. So honestly, I'm not trying to be biased, but I'm saying follow each platform. I mean, yeah, we're, we're posting new stuff um, on a weekly basis.
1: Feel free to give us um, any recommendations or anything that you want to hear from us.
0: And feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that and helps us get more listeners to listen in on our experience and advice. So, next episode is next week. So, we challenge you this week to just talk um not really talk, but to just understand like what your intentions are and what you want to where you want to be, who you want to be in the future. Um it could be a month, 6 months, 1 year, it doesn't really matter, but just setting those intentions in and doing that for the five next 5 days and you can come back next week and we can have another topic that we can all work on together. So, Yeah. See you next week. Thanks for listening.